Thank you for checking out the podcast of Eastern Assembly of God in Baltimore, Maryland. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us at www.easternassembly.org. So take out your notes, if you will. There are notes in your bulletin. If you want to take follow along, you can also um, take notes Fill in the blank on our church app. If you don't have that, see one of us will help you with how to get that. We are on a series called The Church Defined, working through the book of Acts, learning from the early church. And today we reach Acts chapter 10, and we will be talking about a church without prejudice. Because in Acts 10, the early church had to face its prejudice. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? The early church was prejudiced? Well, think about it with me. The church up to this point was entirely Jewish. It was Jews who were finding Jesus. And Jews were taught from the earliest of age that Gentiles are basically dogs. You don't talk to them. You don't eat with them. Uh, You certainly, you know, if they invite you over, you know there's going to be bacon on the plate. You don't do that. And so there was was an inborn prejudice. The Jews were God's chosen people. Gentiles were were dogs and Jewish children were raised saying, hey, you keep your eyes on the Lord and stay away from the Gentiles. And so uh, Jews were prejudiced. How many of you know if you look down on a people race or people of another color, you're prejudiced? All right, come on. It's okay to say amen at Eastern Assembly. All right? You know, you know something I'm convinced of? Say what, Pastor? I'm convinced that young children are not prejudiced. They learn prejudice. And most times, unfortunately, they learn it from their parents. And it's not that the parents sit down and say, okay, you're four now. We're going to have a lesson on how to be prejudiced. They learn it by watching their parents' actions and listening to their parents' words. Kids aren't stupid. They pick up the prejudice of their parents. Come on, somebody. Amen. I remember I pastored in the inner city, if you didn't know this, for six years. My son now pastors that church in a really bad area of the city. The community, uh, when I was there, was about 50% white, 50% African-American. And uh, I remember a time or two on the van asking maybe a seven-year-old African-American little boy, hey, sit in your seat. What are you doing running around? And out of his mouth would come, you can't tell me what to do, white boy. And I looked at him at seven years old, and you know what I said? That didn't come from him. He learned that, right? I remember reading, most of you know who this guy is. That is Ben Carson, all right? And uh, how many of you have ever read his book, Gifted Hands? Really, really good book there. I think there's a movie out on that as well. Um, But Ben tells a story, Dr. Carson, when he was in the 70s, and he would go into a room as a young doctor to see a patient. And the patient would say to them, "Uh, I want my doctor, not not the custodian. Where'd that thinking come from? Ingrained. Come on, stick with me this morning. Amen? Some of you were taught by your parents to be prejudiced. I hope you've worked through that. If not, today would be a great day. Some of you are prejudiced, not because you learned it from your parents, but because of some experiences you had in life. Maybe you are a person of color and you had a bad experience with a white police officer. And there becomes a a prejudice. And now you look at all white police officers a certain way because of what happened to you. Maybe you were robbed by a person of color. And now uh, you look at all people of color in a certain way. 
Prejudice can not only be between races, it can also be between rich and poor. You look at people of a different economic stratus in a certain way. You say, well, they're rich, they're snobby, or they're poor, I better hold on to my purse. Come on, there's all kinds of scenarios that can happen that create prejudice in your life. I, I watched a video a while back of a young man, and he was standing on a curb, and a cute young gal came along, and he wrapped up a conversation, and he said, hey, why don't we continue the conversation? I'll, I'll take you out for a bite to eat. She's like, no, I'm busy, and off she walks, and then he heads for his Lamborghini. And suddenly she turns around and sees him getting his Lamborghini, and she says, well, wait, wait a minute. I'll, I'll go for a bite to eat now. I'll, uh, take me for a ride in your Lamborghini. And he says, well, you didn't like me when I was who I was, so I guess you don't get a ride in the Lamborghini either. Turn to your neighbor and say, ouch. Yeah, so listen, as we get into this today, the questions for this message are not, listen, this is, this is not what we're going to be talking about today. Is America a racist nation? Was America birthed a racist nation? Is my particular race underprivileged or overprivileged? We are not looking at societal issues today. The question for today is, is there any prejudice in my own heart? Understand the question. Yeah, I don't know that my message today is going to change the thinking of our nation in this moment, uh, but I am out to change your thinking because you're who is before me. Amen? If you're still with me, say amen. Now listen, there is, this is, this is important, there is no prejudice going into heaven. No prejudice going through those gates. Well, you say, well, I'll work it out with Jesus when I stand before him. Listen to me. If there is prejudice in you, then you're prejudiced. And if no prejudice is going into heaven, I'll let you finish that thought. John said this, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Does, does our brothers take in people of every race and culture? Of course it does. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Is prejudice a form of hate? Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Now, what I love about our story today, we're about to get in it. As Acts chapter 10 starts, Peter is prejudiced. When Acts chapter 10 ends, Peter's no longer prejudiced because God does a work in his life. Come on, how many believe God can do a work and, and, and clean out stuff in us? Okay. Now listen, I made this point in the first service and I, I wanna make it today. Listen, this is really important to know. I can stand here right now and, and say, I, I believe that my heart is right with God, that I'm up to date with whatever he's dealt with me. Does that mean there might be things in my heart that God needs to deal with, but he hasn't got there yet? Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you understand that. Thank God, you know, there's this covering over us of his blood that, that, that allows us to walk in fellowship with God, and, and God is a really good father. If he, if he showed you everything that needed to be dealt with in your life, you'd collapse and say, dear God, I don't stand a chance. So God very systematically brings things to the surface in our lives, and, and each time trying to make us look more like Jesus. And I believe God is gonna use this message today to unearth any prejudice that might be in your heart today. Because you're not responsible until the Holy Spirit says, now. And once he says now, it's now, not tomorrow. Not three days from now. Why would you want to carry anything another day? 
that Jesus says now is the time. Come on, amen? So here's our story for today in Acts chapter 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius. Everybody say Cornelius. A centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. And my wife, being pretty much mostly Italian, says, Woohoo! All right. And uh, so Cornelius was a soldier, a, a lead soldier. He and all his family were devout and God fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Now listen, so Cornelius was a Gentile who understood that the God that the Jews worshiped was the real God. So Cornelius was what might be called a God-fearing Gentile. He prayed to the God of the Jews. He gave to the poor as as instructed. He even honored some of the prayer times of the Jews because notice at what time this happened to Cornelius, at about Three, anybody else remember another story we covered away, away back in the book of Acts? Peter and John on their way to the temple at the three o'clock hour of prayer when they met the lame man. So Cornelius, although a Gentile, was a God-fearing Gentile, but nonetheless still a Gentile, all right? So the angel Lord appears to him, Cornelius. And then the angel said, I want you to send some men to get a man by the name of Peter, He's staying in Joppa by the sea at the home of Simon the Tanner. That was the angel's instructions. So what does Cornelius do? He gets two men and a soldier to help them and sends them on their way to Joppa to get Peter. Problem is, three Gentiles are on their way to meet Peter. And Peter is prejudiced. He was taught all his life. Don't have anything to do with Gentiles. So God has to deal with Peter And here's what happens next. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, who is the they, the three men coming to talk to Peter, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contains all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. So what was in that sheet? What was in that sheet was all kinds of animals and many of them were things that were forbidden of Jews to eat. How many of you know in the Old Testament the Jews were giving very strict dietary uh, laws concerning what they could eat. How many you know if you were a Jew in the Old Testament, you did, eat crab, you did not eat crab cakes? Did not eat bacon? Matter of fact, I'm sure that there was a pig in that blanket that was descending. In fact, it was the first time that we ever learn of pigs in a blanket. I try. All right, I try. All right? So what is Peter going to say when he sees all this unclean food that he has been taught all his life, don't eat it. He said what you eat it. He said what you or I would say if we were Peter. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. What he was saying is I'm a good Jew. I stay away from Gentiles and their food. But Jesus is coming after Peter prejudice. Just like Jesus is coming after your prejudice today. Come on, amen? Here's what happens next. The voice spoke to him a 
Second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Why do you think the Lord felt like Peter needed to see this vision three times? Because that prejudice was deeply embedded in him. Like, I get it. You don't see things as I do, Lord. You're different. Things are changing. We're now in a new testament. Come on, some of you in this room, prejudice has run so deep in your family for so long that it's pretty deeply in you. Today is a good day to deal with it. Because listen, to remain prejudiced is to choose being prejudiced over the love of Jesus Christ. Let me remind you of something today. Ultimately, we all come from Adam. All right, that was a good amen, so I'm gonna try it again. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if you believe the Bible, we all trace our roots to Adam. If you believe that, then to be prejudiced, to be prejudiced against your own family. You know, it's a little bit of a mystery how people ended up with different colored skins. A little bit of a mystery. Some believe at the Tower of Babel when God distributed them and gave them different tongues, he also gave them different skins according to where he put them. That's a possibility. We're not sure. Bottom line, we all come from Adam. Another point, do you realize that you're gonna keep your skin color when you go to heaven? Somebody say, prove it, pastor. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for asking. All right, I'm gonna prove it. Here's what it says. All right? It says in Revelation chapter 9, 7, verse 9, After this I looked, this was John in heaven, looking around the throne of God. Before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. Now how did John look at this crowd and know that there was representation from every nation? He knew it because there were people of every kind of skin color. If they'd have been all the same color, he wouldn't have known that. Right? How many of you know we'll recognize each other in heaven? Right? How many of you would like to be at an age different than you are now when you get to heaven? All right, that's in God's hands, whatever that ideal age is. We're going to recognize each other. We're going to keep our skin color. There's going to be diversity in heaven. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen? Going back to our story. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of this vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was standing there. Now, why did these men stop at the gate? They stopped at the gate because they were Gentiles. They knew that the men inside were Jews and the Gentiles understood the Jewish law and they were being respectful of, of what the Jews believed, okay? And let me just make a point about that, all right? You know one of the ways you break down prejudice is just simply being respectful. Just, just kindness. Come. Most mornings uh, I wake up and have some devotions and, and then I head out for a couple mile walk with our, our little uh, Shih Tzu and uh, you know, I pass people along the way and I just, I just say hi to everybody. Oh, oh, they didn't say hi to me. They mustn't like me. I, I don't wait for that. How you doing? Good day. Have a great day. Come on, just simple kindness is a great way to break down prejudice. Yes, amen. Uh, they didn't say hi to me. Wonder why they didn't say hi to me. They must be prejudiced. Don't, don't stop it. Just be kind to everybody. Amen? Amen. amen. 
Now, now listen to me. See, see if I can get you to follow this train of thought. This, this is really, really important. In fact, I'm going to put the answer on the screen, and then, then we'll talk about it. Your prejudice is reinforced by your own prejudice. When you're prejudiced, you're very narrow-minded, and that narrow-mindedness only sees certain things. Let me explain. Let me just make a statement. This is absolutely not true, but I, but I, had, to, I had to pick somebody. Okay, let's just say you believe all Chinese people are mean. All right, I don't think there's a Chinese person who attends Eastern that I know of, so that's one of the reasons I chose it. All right, all Chinese people are mean. Here's what happens when you're prejudiced. You're narrow focused. You could pass 99 friendly Chinese people and then meet the grouchy one, and the grouchy one would reinforce your prejudice, and that's all you would see. You understand? Prejudice makes you narrow-minded, and you don't see things as they really are. You see things to reinforce your prejudice. That's one of the things that makes prejudice so wrong. Because you'll make statements like, well, all these people. Wait a minute, are you telling me that every person you've ever met? Like, is like, wow, it seems that way. You know why it seems that way? Because your prejudice is reinforcing your own prejudice. Everybody still with me? Hard truth, but it's true. All right? Be respectful and kind. Follow what Scripture says. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with, help me, church. Compassion, keep going. Kindness, keep going. Humility, you're doing good. Gentleness and patience. You can stop there. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. I would guess there's a few people in here that you have a story. Part of your prejudice is reinforced by something that happened to you of a person of another race, another social economic took advantage of you, something or other. And the starting point of getting free from prejudice is forgiving that person for what they've done or people. Come on, somebody. It's what Scripture commands. Forgive as the Lord command you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So here's Peter on the rooftop. Don't call unclean what I call clean, God says. Now he has three Gentiles standing at the gate. Is Peter in the house? What happens next? Come back next week for the rest of the story. No, I'm just teasing. Not true. All right, here we go. Story continues. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, we have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so he could hear what you have to say. Next verse. Now, you may read this in Acts chapter 10 and not realize when you're reading it how powerful and life-changing and what a turn is about to happen in, in the things of God. But I want you to look at this next verse. It's so powerful. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. Friend, that's a new day in Scripture. The, the door has suddenly opened where people are going to realize God is not a racist. Come on, somebody. He holds no prejudice, nor does he want his people to. Amen? Amen. You know a great way to break down prejudice is to say what, Pastor? How about this one? How about invite some people over, sit down with other people and listen to their stories? You'll never understand prejudice until you listen to someone else of a different race or different, different culture talk about prejudices and what, it, what it's meant to them. Uh, I remember when my oldest daughter went to Romania and the horrible prejudice between the Romanian people and the gypsies there. It's like it's real. It's real in this world. Come on, somebody. 
God, help us to get out of us. Now, listen, I am thankful that Eastern Assembly is more racially diverse than it's ever been. I believe a church should be a place where anybody can come and find Jesus and be loved. However, it only takes a few prejudiced knuckleheads in a church to do a lot of damage. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a prejudiced knucklehead? You don't have to answer that question, all right? Here's the classic response. I'm not prejudiced, but. But what? What comes out of your mouth next is prejudice. Amen? Now listen, let me also say this, all right? If you believe that your life is hindered because somebody who is prejudiced is standing in your way, whether that's someone of another race, someone of another economic stratus, okay, you underestimate, and I'll go off of what Pastor Jared said when he said his words about our eyes on the Lord. Our God is bigger than anything that you perceive stands in your way. Listen, if God can take Joseph, a lonely Jew among a nation of Egyptians, and elevate him to the second in charge in all of Egypt, there is no, the only thing that can stand in your way is your own thinking that somebody is standing in your way because what you believe will reinforce where you're headed. Come on, somebody, get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes on Jesus. It says, ain't nobody standing in my way of what God has for me because God is bigger than anything in front of me. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. And, and, you know, our, our current culture is pushing. Prejudice is everywhere, everywhere. Prejudice, prejudice. If that's what you believe, that's what you'll see, and it will stand in your way. Come on, let's get our eyes on the Lord. Amen. I love what Isaiah said. He said this. He said in Isaiah 43, this is what the Lord says. How many of you know that's what matters? He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. He's talking about the Egyptian army that drowned in the sea. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Somebody say amen. amen. Going back to our story. The next day, Peter started out with them. And some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. How do you think Peter felt when he walked into that room? Now it's not just a couple of Gentiles. It's a room filled with Gentiles. Peter was honest with them. He said, look, you are well aware that is against our law for a Jew to associate with the Gentile or visit him. But God, everybody say, but God. God. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. Thank God Peter had an ear to listen to God. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Then, then Cornelius tells the story. One angel appeared to me. He asked me to go get you. Here you are. And then Peter begins to talk to them about Jesus. And then this happens in verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all, everybody say all, all. The whole room full of Gentiles who heard the message. 
The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Now listen. So, so these Gentiles were getting saved even as Peter was talking. What must you do to be saved? You believe, right? So these Gentiles were believing what Peter said. Jesus, he died for your sins. He, he rose again. They're believing. that The problem was you really can't tell when someone believes. That's something that you do inwardly. I mean, you know because the miracle of salvation came to pass. But the reason that God, God wanted to give Peter something and those with him that there's no way they could doubt that God was in him. So in that moment, they got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And suddenly, they're, speak, they're all speaking in tongues. And Peter looks at his, these guys from Joppa, these other believers who are with him, and says, that, that's just what happened to us on the day of Pentecost. So if God gave it to us and God gave it to them, then we know that God is no respecter of persons. Come on, somebody. Amen? Then Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. We put a little advertisements. We are having a water baptismal service the third. We put a little advertisements. We are having a water baptismal service the third Sunday in September, about a month from now. If you are here and you have accepted Jesus, but you've never been water baptized, notice this was not optional for these believers. Peter said, if you just got saved, you just got baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to get water baptized. Come on, water baptism is an act of obedience, not because the church says so, because the Lord says so. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. There's a sign-up out at Grand Central. There's an application to fill out. Get it back in, and we would look forward to baptizing you in a couple weeks. Amen? So Peter experiences what Acts chapter 10 is called the Gentile Pentecost. In other words, the Gentiles get saved. They get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now he's got to go back to Jerusalem and report to the Jewish you know, they're saved Jews, but these are still Jews who, like Peter, are prejudiced. And Peter's going to go back and say, hey, guys, guess what? I went and ate with a bunch of Gentiles, and they got saved, baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory! You think the council of Jewish elders was so excited about that? Probably not so much, and here's what it says. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers, what's it say? criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? Lesson to be learned in this. You get out the prejudice in your heart and the devil's gonna send somebody along to, prejud to, to criticize you. Come on, somebody. That's not like you. You used to tell this joke and that joke and say this thing. What happened to you? Just tell them. Jesus set me free. Come on, somebody. Amen? Now, Acts chapter 11, and we're almost done. What, Pastor Wayne, if you come and get ready to help me here. We're almost done. Now, Acts chapter 11 is interesting. So Acts chapter 10 is the actual story. Angel appears to Cornelius. Go get Peter. They go to Peter. Peter has the vision of the sheets. Peter goes back and preaches to the crew. They get saved, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 11 basically retells the story because Peter retells the story to the Jewish elders. Now, why do you think... So Acts chapter 10 and 11 are kind of identical. Same story in both chapters. Why do you think, and we believe the Bible is the word of God, why did God want to make sure that that story was repeated twice? Because prejudice dies hard. Yeah. 
And the same reason that the sheet appeared to Peter three times, the story appears two times. It's like, do you get it? Gentiles can now be saved. Do you get it? There's no place for prejudice in the heart of a believer. Now listen, before you even bow your heads, in fact, I might not even have you bow your heads today. In just a moment, I want you to listen carefully. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to get out of your seat and come to this altar and let God search you for any prejudice. Getting out of your seat does not mean you're prejudiced. It simply means, God, I'm giving you the opportunity in light of what I've just heard to take a look at my heart and see if I am harboring any prejudice. And if I am, I want to leave it on this altar. With that being said, would you get out of your seat and come to this altar and give the Lord a chance to search you deeply? Come on. Come on. People should be running to this altar right now because all of us should have a desire to have a clean heart before God. Come on. God, I'm giving you this opportunity to search my heart. God, I'm giving you this opportunity to show me if, if somewhere along the way I've, I've harbored something in my heart. I, I give you this chance, Lord, to, to show me if, if I'm carrying any of the prejudice of my parents or, or if anything happened in my life that, that has scarred me and I'm, I'm still living out of that. Today, Lord, I want to leave it at this altar. I want my heart to be right, God. If there's no prejudice in heaven, then there can't be any prejudice in me. So, Lord, I'm giving you the opportunity, God, to search out my heart today, God. I'm giving you the opportunity to simply ask God, Lord, is there? Is there anything I I need to make right today, God? Anything I need need you to clean me out from, God? I want to have a pure heart before you, God. Forgive me, Lord, if I looked at people of another race, another religion, another socioeconomic status in a way, God, that, that's prejudiced, Father. Just help me to love people like you do, God. Get it out of me, Lord. Help me to see people as people, God, people who, whose greatest need is a Savior, Lord. What else even matters, God? Do it today, Lord. Do it today, Lord. Pastor Wayne's going to lead us in a song, and as he does, I'm just going to ask you to stay put and give God this chance to search you deeply. Please don't be in a hurry today. Let God do what he wants to do in your life. Jesus. Jesus.